At Morgan Stanley, old school hard work meets bold new thinking. At 88 years old, we still see the world with the wonder of new eyes, helping you discover untapped possibilities and relentlessly working with you to make them real. Old school grit, new world ideas. Morgan Stanley. To learn more, visit morganstanley.com slash why us. Investing involves risk. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney, LLC. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Thursday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber at Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. Futures a little wobbly overnight with the ECB on deck in a few minutes. Uh, the SMB lifeline to Credit Suisse yelling on the hill. Goldman raising its recession odds. And a mixed bag of data today. Our roadmap begins with Credit Suisse, the embattled lender receiving a lifeline from the Swiss National Bank. Speaking of central banks, the ECB is due out with its decision on interest rates at 15 minutes past this very hour. And here back in the U.S., Treasury Secretary Yellen is heading to Capitol Hill, set to tell a Senate panel the U.S. banking system remains sound. Let's dive right into CS this morning, borrowing nearly $54 billion from the Swiss National Bank after touching that all-time low in yesterday's session. The company out with a press release saying, quote, Credit Suisse is taking decisive action to preemptively strengthen its liquidity by intending to exercise its option to borrow from the Swiss National Bank. This additional liquidity would support Credit Suisse's core businesses and clients as Credit Suisse takes the necessary steps to create a simpler and more focused bank built around client needs. Jim? Well, I mean, Dave was saying yesterday, David on today's show off at the time of bottom of the situation, uh, Dave was saying yesterday that actually the bank itself is pretty solvent, and it's really just kind of the chaos around it, but it's not... Right, the liquidity ratios, the capital ratios were okay. They certainly want to reassure everybody. But that said, as we've talked about for a long time, it really comes down to how many people are simply pulling their accounts. Right. As one person termed it to me this morning, you know, when you're dealing with them, it's more about counterparty risk than than anything else, in a sense. But, but isn't uh, that why... You're not really a depositor, you're a counterparty. But the government can take care of it. You, know, you would feel much more inclined because now it's kind of like a, a U.S. government entity, U.S. government entity backstopping something that where the common stock may not be worth anything. Correct. You do I don't, to, the concern of, in terms of contagion or that it will fail in some way, I think yeah. that's not going to happen. But, but in you, speaking to people who are... Close to what's going on over there, they still don't know what's going to okay, happen. So then I mean, you can't predict these things, and we can talk all about. We can talk about CS, and we can talk about First Republic, and we can talk about a number of other regional banks. You just can't fully predict at this point but, what is going to happen. But in 2011, we all panicked because of what was going on in Europe. Yes, and it turned out that our banks had really kind of exited. Yes. So right now, our banks are weaker off of Europe, and I would question whether that's the correct way. Now, maybe, Carl, our banks are weaker because First Republic was a, uh, is a very well-known bank with a lot of wealthy people, and there were many people on air this week who recommended in the 50s, 40s, saying this was the opportunity, maybe even of a lifetime. And uh, that's proving right now to be uh, ill-advised. I started the week off on Monday saying the government wanted this bank sold. That's, right. Remember I said I, I, right, and now that's not a, necessarily right. To what is a good thing. We don't again on First Republic. It's hard to know. Tell me what the deposit outflows have really been. I've heard on First Republic um, from people who are looking uh, at it that it's, you know, a twenty five billion dollar hole. That may sound like a lot, but frankly, but, they have a significant liquidity. Um, 
But that said, if you're a potential buyer, do you want to take that on? Is the franchise value strong enough? And then there are also a lot of very wealthy people who I speak to who believe in this bank, kept their money there, haven't pulled their deposits, and think it's just unfortunately been a victim of something that it had nothing to do with. But this does not have Peter Thiel uh, on Twitter saying that he's pulling his money. No. No, Peter Thiel, I'm just that. Peter Thiel, in that case, is I'm using kind of as a... uh, an amalgam of hedge funds that raided a bank after they left it. Well, right. You're David, talking you about Silicon Valley a, Bank and Peter Thiel and that tweet when he said, we're our portfolio companies, I advise you to pull your money. And that started what on thir- last Thursday, one week ago, was the $42 billion in deposits that left SVB. And then Friday, another $55 billion ready to go, which is when the FDIC said, you're done. Well, you're when, out. When I spoke with First Republic this weekend, uh, they told me, listen, uh, we got the money we need. Uh, that the outflows, whatever they were, minimal. And I think the issue is, is that typically when we see something, Carl, that where banks for sale and it's a marquee name, the stock goes up, not down. So it's almost like people are thinking this is a foot race between the common stock going to zero or I a, buy the common when you have stock. A this is what you've been hold. saying all morning long on Twitter, right? Yeah, there has well, to be I a mean, path for either you either crunch the common, as you said, right. or wipe out the common. Right. And I think that that's what this is situated. This is what it's looking like. Now, again, I think Dave has got a point. There's good franchise value here. But what we're learning is, is that uh, franchise value may not mean that much if the government's not it's not willing to help the common stock shareholders. Right. And and so far it hasn't been or the bondholders. That's a very important point as well. And, And even if we do, as many expect, we will, of course, make it through this mini crisis. Uh, there are concerns about regional banks and smaller community banks' ability to raise money, right. and what they're going to have to pay for that money. Not to mention, will anybody ever want to go, you know, a, a, be a bondholder and or a, um, an investor in a bond offering well, from remember, one of these it, it, banks? It's not equity that they need. They need deposits to stay. They need to. I, I'm and, talking about the bigger right, picture right. over time. No, but I'm saying in the government, we, I mean, I met with all these CFOs this week and they all feel like they're vulnerable. Uh, if they keep their money in these banks because, well, and there's a lot of things that can happen. Outflows have moderated, but I continue to hear that they, they have continued to some extent. To stay? No, that they're to, still outflows. Oh, my God. Yeah, you but kidding? they've moderated. They're nothing like they were, well, let's I mean, call it, Friday and Monday of this week. Well, I think that's because there's a, a, a perception, First Republic not included, that uh, the government is going to change its stance and that it's going to be explicit guarantee of, of deposit, not implicit, because deposits are viewed as sacred and equity, common stocks, preferreds, are viewed as if it's Fannie Mae. And we, we need Congress for this? Away. Okay, so that's really interesting. Will they need Congress? I don't think they have time for Congress. I, yeah, I don't yeah. think not. But one of the things they feel good about is, is that both Republicans and Democrats, besides being united in hating uh, metaverse, uh, <laughs> love, uh, love, although, of course, they're doing their bidding with TikTok. Um, they that these banks are loved by both Republicans and Democrats uh, um, because they have a lot of congressional mind share. Well, we're going to find out more in a little bit as Yellen goes to the Hill. And we do have some yes. idea of what she's going to say, namely that it seems inevitable some banks will now need to pull back on lending or shore up their balance sheets. And we're likely to see stricter capital standards for banks. Yesterday, both Goldman and JPM cut GDP uh, on the notion that you'll see smaller well, lending out of banks. You know, it's funny. Here's the Fed tightening, right, because... We're so strong. The economy is so strong. We have to do that. And what do I've got here? 
Hey, David, look at this. What? What do you got? Daily March recession watch tracker from Goldman Sachs. Yes, we're a recession tracker while we tighten. We just went up to 35 from 10 percent to 35. That's a a, hey. You know what we need right now? Wait, a good solid tightening. Only went up. Next 12 months by 10, 10 basis points. points. Yeah, they were 25, at 25, low the on the street made, for yeah. 35 made, But this is why, I mean, Jay Powell, maybe you should go 50 basis points if we're about to have a recession. Are you arguing for none? The old recession tracker. Um, I think I think that, that Jay, Jay, because he's my close friend, uh, could easily say I, we committed to hire and we want to stick with that. But now we have to pause because we don't want to be the reason why there is a technical issue in our system that is causing outflows of banks. He uses that, it's, and we're gold. It's a, it's a really interesting debate happening right now, and that is yeah. why would you take a risk on financial stability when we get it? You're tough. You've been tough. She's You've been not, 450 well, basis points mar- tough. The market is – I mean, many investors, Carl, agree with you. They're like, no, they can't go 25. He's got to be like, no. Well, I mean, uh, okay. and so I wonder whether if they do go 25, what, what kind of market reaction we're going to well, see. Well, I think that you, what I don't like is that this is the first time nobody knows what they're going to do. And there's no telegraph. Uh, I mean, maybe Jay watches the Today Show and he says, oh, my God, David Faber's at the top of it. We got it. We're in trouble. We can't raise. Now, now, I know that sounds facetious, but what I'm saying is, is that there's a, a, a coming. When you have the CFOs of, like, say, a major department store, uh, a large cosmetic, it's a drug company, and they're saying, you know what, we have money in community banks because we like to support community banks. Brian, Brian Moynihan has been on my show many times, CEO of Bank of America, trying to support community banks. Now, if those. He just did Jamie and Philly. Jamie oh, yeah. and yeah. Philly. And by well, the way, they're fine. Don't worry about JP Morgan. You know what they're doing right now? No, JP Morgan's trying to stem Do you stem know what they're inflows. doing right they're now? They're stemming inflows. They are turning Come on, down. That was so funny. They are turning down deposits. They're stemming inflows. Um, for example, if you're a client of SVB and you want to be there and they don't really have a close relationship with you in some way, I don't think you're important. Five months. All right, five months, five months before we can onboard you. All right, so I'm going to offer a solution to all the bad publicity that Goldman Sachs is doing. It's an elegant solution, smarter than anything I think they're going to come up with, having worked there, is that right now they're in this horrible low end. Okay, Marcus, credit cards, they carve that off or even sell it to some idiot. And then, I, I'm sorry, some, some person who's less wise. Sure, they're going to be, and, oh, that's going to really then, help them in selling it. And then it. they buy First Republic because that's got the best high-end book. Goldman for First Republic might have made sense at one point. It's hard to imagine like, right now, like given the Tuesday, pressure that Goldman Sachs week? is under in some way, that they'd be willing to pull Why? it off or that Solomon's What's under. What's this general scrutiny? Everyone's under scrutiny. We're all under scrutiny. Right Except now, for Ryan I Reynolds, everybody's I don't, under scrutiny. I mean, I'm not getting as much sense as to where things stand with First Republic in terms of a potential okay, sale, but I'm not hearing okay, but that, David, that they're close. David, you are a student uh, of I, history. Okay, you I are might, a student of history. Uh, I try. Are you, are you or are you not? Well, okay. if I can remember my own history, okay, then I'm so, in good shape. But yeah. Then I want to ask you what happens, days, because what? you're a student of J.P. Morgan. Yes. What happens if you come out, mm. you're Jim Herbert, okay. and you say, there's nothing to worry about, we're good. Tell people who he is, please, he so is, they know. Well, that's... What do you think? I'm always the mentalist. He's chairman of First Republic. Yes, he is. So he tells you this weekend that we're money good. Mm-hmm. What does that mean to you if you're a short seller? It doesn't mean anything to anybody. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, when you Can't, have to reassure people, as we've said, then that's already the first sign. Thank you. Right. That's, when that you're, was what, that was what or I was as saying, I say, when you're answer. on the phone to me in the morning say, telling me that, oh, everything's good, it's too late. Well, how about if I was on the phone and I got that call? Not as important. No, it's too late. They're calling you, too. Kind of like when your kid calls you 
uh, from college and says, Dad, I'm fine. First thing, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? That usually means they blacked out last night. And no, had but actually, you do want to hear that. I'm safe. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, my well, wallet got stolen, but I'm safe. You know, no, the only thing that you're safe in is yeah. crypto. It's the biggest week for crypto. <laughs> Best week yeah. in almost in over what, a year. What ex- yeah, there's sandbag what ex- what explains that. He's corrupt, though. What explains that? <laughs> What, why is crypto? Because it's not a bank. There's more sanctity to it. All right, now, all these things sound like I'm facetious. I'm not. First Republic was the premier bank for wealthy people. It was difficult to even open an account there. That's a great brand name until one week ago. Crypto was a, what had become a laughing stock. Now it's considered to be a great storeholder value. People have to understand how quickly things yes. are moving. Yes, um, and, and they still are moving, and that's why it makes it so difficult to know fully exact what, you know, whether the FDIC is going to be successful in selling the loan portfolio at SVB, whether First Republic and where it's going to end up, what's going to happen with Credit Suisse. These are all, you can't, this is such a dynamic situation. Credit Suisse different in its own way, but nonetheless sort well, of related because it has, still has to do with confidence. I, uh, and what you do in this situation is you go to the first national bank of Apple. I think tech, technology yesterday you, acted unbelievable. I'm glad you mentioned uh, not just uh, the big tech trade, but the lack of NDX volatility versus the S&P. The NDX, 52-week low. The NDX was, not unlike uh, crypto, the NDX was just had a, just a steaming hot move into the close. And then after the close, what happens, we seem to forget this, but Adobe, Shantanu Narayan, reports a quarter that is simply beautiful, as if nothing had ever happened. It was amazing. Uh, in the meantime, if we want to get a little jingoistic, uh, Bert and Ernie over there at, uh, with Baidu. Baidu, that was like a Nicola situation. That did not work. No live preview of their bot. No. Uh, yeah. Well, you know why? I don't think their bot is powered by... NVIDIA. Thank you. Sorry, it took me a second. Yeah. Uh, they don't... We can have government the, doesn't want them to have NVIDIA. Let's have that's the a, end of the world chat a little later in the show. Can have yeah, that. I, like, I want to have plan. it every day. Did you see what ChatGPT4 can do and not do? You can hold things up to it and say, I want to create a website that looks like okay. this. Okay, then listen. it gives you the code for it. Look, Mr. Know-it-all, you know, you can't make a commerce system without Adobe and GPT. That's why GPT is, is a, a loaner. Know, you need to have Adobe. When does it start making copies of itself? It's become self-aware. It needs Adobe. Well, that's the problem. Is does it have any human emotion? But Adobe is very well, well um, placed right well, now. Adobe, In part, they have so many images. Adobe destroyed DocuSign. Okay. Adobe is the necessary commerce system to be with GPT whatever five. Uh, the Chinese, who are supposed to be also powerful have Bert and Ernie failing last night right in front of us, and the stock goes down. And I, I am saying U.S. one, China zero. Uh, meantime, they're, uh, they complete discovery on the, on the DOJ's second request on Figma, which see, okay. it sounds like they're ready for whatever comes next. So I've been working on that because I was an antitrust king when I went to Harvard Law. And it turns out, it's actually what I specialized in, it's ah. actually, tr- actually true, yes. that the issue here is, is that small, medium-sized business people all want to have one site where they can act, be, look like they're big business. So they get hurt if the Justice Department blocks that deal. But... It's a second review. David, the Justice Department seems to be committed to blocking everything. A lot of things. Now, obviously, Figma's a private company, so that doesn't have market implications right. other than for Adobe. But it's not like we're going to look at, they as need, we do with need. Microsoft Activision, whereas Activision stock, in this case, huge deal, private company. But this could be argued as positive if it's done for small business, not negative. Got it. And that's what I'm arguing in front of Jonathan Cannes. Let's get to the ECB, Carl. Do we have it? 
Oh, and, oh here we go. Uh, I'm hearing 50 out of ECB. 50? Who are they in step? Uh, deposit rate, yeah, goes uh, from 2.5 to 3. Uh, let's get to Steve Leisman, who I think is following too. Steve? Yeah, Carl, it is 50 across all three different benchmarks of the European Central Bank. So I will tell you this, that we went into this thing. The odds have been moving around all morning, the probabilities. We went into it with a 65% probability of a 25 based on comments that were made just before the number came out or the uh, decision came out from the ECB vice president about concern about the banking system that suddenly led people to believe that all of a sudden the ECB might go 25, but they're projecting ahead. And I've got a few more headlines here. I'm looking at the uh, uh, comments here from the elevated level of uncertainty, reinforcing the importance of a data-dependent approach for the ECB, which is interesting. And they'll say it's going to be determined by an assessment of the inflation outlook in light of new data. So they're kind of taking future rate hikes, it seems to me, in these comments here and making them a little bit uncertain. Now, I want to check what's happened with uh, U.S. markets and interest rates across the board. The two-year, we went into this at 393, up a few basis points. It looks like to me at 397. I'll give you an actual print on that as soon as it uh, updates here in front of me here. Uh, It looks like it's... uh, Sorry, 357. We went in at three at three uh, 350. So anyway, up a few basis points, and it looks like futures as well down a little bit. It seems to me we went in minus 17 at the S and P. Now we're minus 25. So the market had wanted a little bit less from the ECB. Now it's giving it a little bit more. With the big question, what is the ricochet on? the Federal Reserve here, and I'm going to need to look down a little bit, take a look at my Fed Fund futures, and uh, it seems to me that they are uh, a little bit lower here, it looks like to me. 382 on the year end, 486 on the uh, on the peak rate here. So again, uh, building in more Fed rate hikes. Why? Because of the idea that perhaps the uh, ECB might do more. We've got a comment here, I think we might, from a former Boston Fed president, Eric Rosengren, is one of Two Fed officials who have been former Fed officials who have been speaking out and Eric Rosengren decidedly uh, saying that the Federal Reserve ought to pause. Eric was a a, 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 um, a Fed president who was very tuned into the uh, uh, banking system and concerns about the bank system. And what he essentially said is that the Federal Reserve ought to pause because of finance. He says financial cri- the fi- financial crises create Demand destruction, banks reduce credit availability, consumers hold off large purchases, businesses defer spending, interest rates should pause until the degree of demand destruction can be evaluated. Guys, we have several days until the Fed has to make this choice here, uh, and I think a big part of it will be determined by how much stress remains in the banking system. How can you tell that? Well, we'll get a picture of that today at 4.30 this afternoon when the Fed releases its weekly balance sheet. Um, and we'll see how much takedown there's been, how much borrowing there's been at the Federal Reserve from small and medium-sized businesses. So tune in at 4.30, and obviously, Carl, will be watching. We'll be watching all day these uh, uh, interest rates and how the market's reacting and the expectations for the Federal Reserve. Carl? Steve, uh, does it give uh, the Fed cover to do at least 25? I think it does, and I really want to look right now, Carl, at the probabilities. Yeah, actually... Uh, we're seeing a little bit more now on a fit on a on a, yeah on, on a 25 a 70% probability that's where we've been this morning so really it's ricocheting back and and saying yes exactly what you said Carl there's more confidence now that the fed could do at least 25 despite some calls out there for a pause to figure out what the heck is going on
Um, and Steve, we're going to you said this, but I want to make a point of it. Uh, we're going to get some data on how many people have uh, pulled down under these new Fed programs, the new Fed program. Uh, is that what time is that exactly going to be? That's exactly at 4.30. We'll get that live and we'll okay. see. There'll be really three or four things in there, David. First thing we'll look for is borrowing at the traditional window. That's one. Right. The Fed uh, did ease some of the uh, terms there. Then there's the new Fed program where it said, bring us your poor, your tired, your hungry, your paper that is not at par and we will finance it at par. That's the new Fed program. And then we're also going to look at FHLB lending as well as some bank lending data. And, David, that's something we're going to watch over time. Are the banks pulling back in their lending? Okay. Uh, Steve, thanks. Uh, Steve Leisman. So Pleasure. we'll watch for that. Uh, Jim, we'll watch for, obviously, uh, commercial bank deposits, which we'll get on a weekly basis, too. Look, I, I think it's really important to understand that things are so fluid that the idea that something that happens today could influence Federal market is a little fanciful. Uh, this morning, the futures looked terrific. And credit, you know, around 3.30, that looked great uh, because we had this lifeline to Great Credit Suisse, and the Matterhorn of Switzerland. And then next thing you know, we have Ronald First Republic stock, not their bank. And the futures turned down, David. Remember, a lot of people came on this week on our network and said, listen, your money's safe in the, uh, in the common stock. Yeah. Not the common stock. It doesn't look so good. No, not today. Um, we'll pay close attention to we all the common stocks of the regionals. They had a big bounce, obviously, um, right. off the lows on Monday. But, David, what happens with that? this First Republic? Is right now, I know on the common stock basis, it's not big, but it is a very, it's not a systemically important bank. But it's a bank that everyone's going to be looking at today for a clue of what happens with the stock. Without a doubt. Listen, you tell me what the real outflows have been from that bank in terms of deposits, and I can give you a better sense of it. What I'm hearing from people who are looking at it is that the the hole is as much as 25. Bill, that's not, by the way, 25. Yeah. Yeah. Much bigger than I thought. But I I haven't confirmed that, but that is what I've heard from a couple of different people who apparently have been looking. We'll see. Um, That doesn't mean they can't make that up and live on. They can Uh, We'll keep an eye on that. A lot of other stuff to get to, including all the data that we got at 8.30, and there's more on the way. We'll watch oil, uh, 66.50 this morning. Got some Buffett news on that front as well. Kramer's Mad Dash and more. We're back after a break. For more than a decade, Comcast has been committed to bridging the digital divide and connecting millions to affordable high-speed Internet. But the barriers to get connected go well beyond affordability. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to reach millions with digital skills training, resources, and opportunities needed to succeed in a digital world. Project Up, building a future of unlimited possibilities. Learn more at comcast.com slash project up. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. All right, we get started with trading two minutes from now. Let's squeeze in a mad dash. David, there's a very quizzical piece out of JP Morgan this morning saying good things about Amazon. They have a buy on it already, but they were saying Amazon Web Services estimates modestly cut cut 
now expecting only 10% revenue growth. They're saying that the company has had $21 billion of negative free cash flow, and yet they say it is time to buy because the sentiment has never been more negative. I would not make this call unless I had something in hand that told me that they're going to curtail the table of employment and lay people off. That's what I would do if I were an Amazon analyst, because just coming out here and trimming AWS estimates does not make me want to buy it. So I wonder whether, could they embark on a scorched earth Mark Zuckerberg plan? We don't know. But to me, this piece read like, it can't get worse, time to buy. So it's purely based on sentiment. Yes, purely sentiment. I like, but I- Negative 21 billion in free cash flow, is that where they- Yeah. Yeah. Well, it it looks, kind of reminds me, David, of- Past of two years, of negative free cash Amazon. flow of 21 billion. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that I didn't realize it was that so, big a I number. So, I mean, you've got a terrific CFO. You've got a great CEO. You know they're not going to just sit there and say, well, it's okay. They are guys who like to make money for people. Jassy is a winner, not a loser, the CEO. So, I am saying I like this program. Let's get to the opening bell here as uh, we uh, take stock, and not just of the data, but the ECB, all of the games in the fortune-telling surrounding the Fed. At the big board, it is the NYPD Emerald Society Pipes and Drums in honor of St. Patrick's Day this week, and at the NASDAQ, the New York City St. Patrick's Day Parade happening tomorrow in its 261st year. How fabulous. How fabulous. It's really great. Uh, my wife has four grandparents from Ireland, so she's an Irish citizen. American. You can have dual citizenship. We had the bagpipes at our um, our wedding. Very nice. Remember? I do remember. I do remember. I do remember. One of the greats. Chilling. Did you have it at the second time and the third time? No. David Liz, last Liz yesterday. Taylor? Yesterday. No, no, no. Jim had this party. Remember, he had the party oh, oh, after the, the wedding, the next party, the then the third but party. I will say. By the way, you're due. It's been a while. I, no, I'm actually going to talk to my wife when I see her this weekend. Yeah. Um, but I do want to point out that Ryan Reynolds, you know, a lot of these CEOs, for instance, Darius Damchek was on uh, the Honeywell CEO. He came on air and he said it's time to have more balance in life. And he's stepping up to executive chairman. What I thought was very interesting was that Ryan Reynolds said he needed more balance in life. He's going to leave his family and spend more time working because he does not feel he has the correct balance in life. <laughs> you actually had oh, a there you are with, uh, with I'm not Ryan. kidding. And he gave you some Tom Ford, Elton John sunglasses. And, yep. and actually, I felt very confident that Apple's maybe doing OK with T-Mobile. Mike Siebert was there, too. Oh, when I went on and said hello to Mike, I didn't say hello to Ryan. But well, I, I, did I didn't say let hello you. To Mike. No. I, no. I was blocking. We actually I, had a good discussion about companies doing good. Is that, was that a well, fair to say? He called it anti-aspirational. He came up with, like, well, who are the people that they can't aspire because they can't even call home? And he came up with a card for them. Uh, $1.25 billion sale. Now, he's he got a company, but I thought that was, uh, it was an amazing moment and a reminder that not, that, that not everybody's a, a, a raving lunatic capitalist. Some people are actually like, doing the right thing and turned out to make money in the interim. Um, guys, we're obviously like going to talk market? about the broader market. We're like going to talk about here? the regionals. But I, I'd love to get to another story that we have been following that's doing? having a positive impact on Meta. I haven't looked at Snap but I assume it may be as well, which is, you know, this continued chorus of concern about TikTok's operations right. here in the United States. Yes, yeah, Snap shares are up another 2%. This idea that they want to remove the Chinese-based shareholders. Yeah. Doesn't, but the Chinese are saying doesn't that doesn't really, do it. By the way, I think they're right. I'm not sure what, that, that makes right? sense. What, you think they're right when they're going to brainwash you with TikTok? I mean, like, what does it matter about who, where the ownership 
it, it, what matters is where the algorithm is coming from, where they have access to the data. Well, David, it's a complete right? abstraction. What matters is whether you hate the Chinese or like them. It well, has nothing to do with anything. That clearly is. But yes, uh, this U.S. threatening to say, hey, we're going to ban you yeah. if you don't get rid of your Chinese ownership. But Dave, which is easier? A TikTok. Putting, putting a new Navy, between, having the 6th Fleet and the 7th Fleet in there, or banning TikTok? I guess it would be banning TikTok, which does seem as though it continues to move forward as a real possibility. The question is... This doesn't seem to answer it, saying, well, we're all right, your Chinese investors have to be gone. Really, what would answer it is if you fully move, potentially moved all the data here, but you'd also have to move the algorithm here, which is something ByteDance has no interest, as my understanding, in doing, at least the that, updated algorithm. That's the, that's the key. Right. They don't want access to that here. And I would buy, so I don't, I would buy Meta if that's the truth. Well, that's what people are doing. And by the Jeff. way, what is Mark spending a lot of time on? He's spending a lot of time on reels. He made that very, very good point. While, um, he's, while he might be saving $7 billion, according for to For its part, we should Nathanson. point out. By the way, ByteDance, I mean, $350 billion, $400 billion value. You, you can go through what the number may be. It's a private company. It's enormous. The U.S. is obviously an important market for them, although right. unclear how profitable that market is. But clearly, when it comes to total addressable market, very important. This is what a, a spokesman had to say about this potential ban on the... Chinese ownership. If protecting national security is the objective, divestment doesn't solve the problem. A change in ownership would not impose any new restrictions on data flows or access. Best way to address concerns about national security, get transparent U.S.-based protection of U.S. data and systems with robust third-party monitoring, vetting, and verification. They say they're implementing that, but guys, this continues to be a focus, as we know, and there are two beneficiaries. I mean, because it Hey, by the way, Britain joined with the idea yeah, that and, and, and India as well, right? India yeah. also. No, it, not Western Europe though. David, okay, so what did the, what are the Chinese uh, getting that we're also worried about? What kind of information are they getting on us? I don't know. Location information, uh, no, I mean, uh, likes not, and dislikes. Uh, I don't no, know. I, I, I mean, mean what, there is some strategic imperative, but I've not been able to figure it out. It's I, I don't. know. Mostly because when I look at it, I feel like that it just destroys my brain cells and I don't have enough these days. And there's nothing, I mean, TikTok. I mean, one thing if it was, say, a rail gun, and this is the, the novel Ghost Fleet that Mark Benioff had me read. <laughs> no no you, clue? You read Ghost Fleet? Rail gun and Ghost Fleet? You didn't read Ghost Fleet? Why don't you read this weekend read Ghost Fleet? You can't make abstruse references to books that people haven't read. Chinese using, uh, taking over the manufacture of key parts of our Navy, which then fail while we're at war with the Chinese. Thank you. Thank you. It's a lot more fun reading than, than uh, Graham Allison. <laughs> I have Graham Allison's professor. I mean, he's, he's still around. It's great. Essence um, Decision was one of the best books ever written. By the way, that would be very uh, concerning. But, well, yes. that's what I'm saying, that we're fighting these wars about videos that my kids show me. And that's, is that what we've stooped to, worrying about that? Or is it really about, hey, listen, we don't want you here. In the same way that Baidu didn't have NVIDIA. I mean, we, we seem to be fighting them on every single level other than on national security, which is what we should be worried about. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Uh, Snap was up almost 6% uh, pre-market. Right. Uh, yields, Jim, I mean, it's, it seems like the bond market is... Uh, is saying to the Fed, make my day. Yeah? Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. Uh, I got to sell my two-year paper. I'm up huge on it. I did not buy two-year paper to make a profit. I bought it because what else was there to do? And that's what a lot of people in America should be thinking. 
taking that profit if you bought the two-year because um, it's huge. When it does come to TikTok here in the U.S., I, you know, so, uh, some people who apparently have seen the numbers say it's not that large a percent of their overall revenue and it's not profitable. So maybe it's not inconceivable that ByteDance just says, okay, fine, okay. we'll shutter it. Can I just offer some hey, I, Although there are going to be a lot of very unhappy uh, uh, teenage girls. Well, that's an imperative. Um, the, I the, know the, that for I, a fact. will fill that space. Right. I mean, uh, reels, I'm telling you, ben, uh, right now, let's get Zuckerberg. With the same algorithm? Zuckerberg I mean, the algorithm is Zuckerberg incredibly is powerful. reels like you wouldn't believe. I've been doing some reels. I, I guard as better. But he than was it. leading an ascetic life now. Not Hasidic, ascetic. Hasidic? <laughs> <laughs> Darn it, the hell we're going from the bagpipes to Hasidic. Fiddler on the Wow, I had to talk about FedEx, but I'm switching directions right now. Zuckerberg now. No, Hasidic. You didn't even yes. like my crypto. I thought he was living like a very simple joke. life now. You didn't like my crypto. I missed joke. it. I didn't, I didn't I catch said, it. I said it's. Uh, Never mind. You can't, I was going to say, go Sam Bankman-Fried, after what I read with Alameda, it seems more like uh, corrupto than crypto. <laughs> Come on, that's good. It was, it was okay. Hey, Jim, let's, a few tickers here. You mentioned Adobe. <laughs> we also got upgrades of Qualcomm and Skyworks over at RBC. Well, I, we just bought some Qualcomm for Terrible Trust. Sold some at 130, buying it back because it seems de-risked. I like that Susquehanna piece very much. There is an inventory correction. That we're, we're through the inventory correction. There's so much positive in the real world that I hesitate to go into the fantasy world of, of First Republic. And so people are now telling me, you know what, Jim, I had the money to buy Silicon Valley Bank. I just didn't get the call. Mm. Um, uh, by the way, when it comes to the auction of Silicon Valley Bank, real quick, because yeah. I've been doing a good amount of reporting around this. Apparently the deadline is tomorrow. The FDIC is obviously trying to sell as much as they can in terms right. of the loan book of the company. I'm told there's at least a $10 billion hold there. Remember, you had the $42 billion in deposits that left on right. Thursday, $55 billion in the queue on Friday that then they shut it down. Right. Um, and there have been talks, of, you know, is JP Morgan interested? Right. Have they been taking a look? They're not allowed to. Um, will private equity they are, but nobody wants to sell to private equity, turn around in two years and say, oh, look how much money they made. So that right, seems unlikely. That, that will cause bad will. But at the same time, that loan book, David, is more solid than people realize. And you do get, still get, I mean, there is still something of that franchise in terms of being connected into that ecosystem. Absolutely. Is that worth $10 billion? Will the FDIC provide some sort of assistance becomes a key question. Not clear to me this is going to end with anybody coming out with uh, a big part of the loan book as of tomorrow if they do end the so-called auction at that point. Okay, so point. you're telling me that if it works, it's bad for who buys it. If and they don't do it without some FDIC yes. assistance, well, they, they don't seem to, to give, want to step into that. If there's that. a profit, they give, give, give some of the profit back to the FDIC because they wouldn't be able to do it otherwise. I don't think it works that way, Tim. What's the matter with Key Corp? I don't think it works that way. Key Corp's a great American bank with regional offices everywhere. I mean, congressmen, wake up. That's something that is in your district that has allowed people to have small businesses. What are we doing here? What, what are we doing? These are great regional banks. What happened to the imperative of having regional banks so that we're not like Britain or France? Well, or What is going on? To your point, maybe you need an explicit guarantee of all deposits Thank to you. finally just no, make No, we have, a, we have some unnamed treasury official saying, don't worry about it. Well, that's great. If you're, a major, if you're a major chain and you have money all over in community banks, do you take that to the bank? Uh, Greg Fleming's point this morning on Squawk was that it doesn't need to be uh, to infinity. You can price out a model and figure out where the right insurance I, I level is. I thought that was very good. And then charge for it. He was very calm, very rational, and very right. 
Uh, he was. David, this is not like Mason Storm and Hard to Kill. This is not one of those situations. Okay? Okay. Yeah. Where you can take it to the banks. That's, that was the key phrase in that breakout Steven Seagal movie. Yeah, okay. Can't go there with you on that one either. Sorry. But I can't pronounce acetic properly. Uh, that, you threw acetic. me on that Hasidic thing entirely. <laughs> I was thinking about that uh, great... Acetic. A-S-C-T. Oh, okay. Hey, Jim, people want to hear your, a little bit more on Adobe. Uh, they do raise the guide on both the, the quarter and the year. At the same time, this you mentioned the RBC piece on uh, AI. It's like almost 200 pages today. But one of their major points is that the risk to Google search is incremental and small. If you look at the, well, the Bing mean, traffic, has basically been a blip. Yeah, it's just that they, you have to keep coming back to the notion of if you give money for Google, for a small, medium-sized business, and it says, uh, you get up in the subway, and it says, show me the best Mexican restaurant nearby, tell me, and there's a queue, but now there'll be no queue. It'll just give you an answer. It won't say, well, you can go to Chipotle, but here's the one that comes in second. So that's what they're wrestling with. Now, that, is that a huge part of their business? No. Can they do other things with it? Yes. But the, the issue here is they're bingo. David, Bing, which we thought was, I don't know, dead? Yeah. Bing's a winner. Bing is a winner. For Microsoft, Bing is a winner. Yeah, for the first time ever. Chat GPT-4 is going to change Oh, here he goes lot. again. Here he goes again. Well, it is. I mean, I know, but it is. It is. It is. You're, I got to get you more focused on this. I think a lot of people don't want to, perhaps, because... But, Nobody really knows where all this is leading, including the creators. Yeah, but, but before you get too negative on it, let's understand. I'm not saying I'm negative. I'm, uh, no, about what humans, the role of humans well, in, a, in a world with chat. I mean, I think we still play a role. Yeah, well, less and less and less and less. So well, we're finally we have, just until the machines take over entirely. Well, David, yeah. no, it's, please, people are going to be worried. They're going to be watching. They're going to be worried about First Republic. And then be worried about the, about their their lives. I think the growth of AI and its threat to the human species is maybe a bigger issue over time. But, but, but David, near term, perhaps you want to be more focused. Yeah, I'm, on I'm not. Yeah. I totally understand where Dave is going because I've used it. We've all used it. It is rather amazing. Okay, it is. But at the same time, we're behind it. We, we are. We still until, until Jensen's decides, made this point to we're me. We're not quite we're there yet. Behind yeah, it. but what happens when it just takes over in some way and then sends us all a signal on our phones that hypnotizes us and we all become zombies. Is that going to happen? What does that have to do with Bristol Mars? Exactly. <laughs> or Intel, Jim. Uh, highest price since, i got to go back six weeks now. Well, look, if the inventory correction is over, remember the, the PCs were down 37% year over year. I mean, that's pretty, it's almost as if nobody ever bought a PC and now they're buying. I do think that Pat Gelsinger, who runs Intel, is incredibly nice. You keep saying that. Well, I want to make that point. Since 60, I've said it, so how could I be more right? Uh, it defended 25, like, it held. three times it in held. the last I few I like months. Adobe. It's down huge. And if they, you know, they don't have to get that deal to make it work, David. They don't have to help them. Uh, FTX, Jim, upgrade out of uh, Steve And I like today. that call because, it, you know, that and UPS seem very washed out. Now, UPS has a contract negotiation. FedEx doesn't. I think FedEx is doing much better. They lowered the bar so big there, David, that it could make it so that they beat the numbers. They have lowered it a lot. A lot. Well, you have more than that? No, I'm just, I mean, no. I don't really have that much more than that. I, uh, I followed it in terms of the activists who've been in that stock for some time, continue to be. Right. The pressure you- to sort of get Fred Smith 
not really involved any longer? Well, that's true, but Fred's like that. Yeah. He's happy to do that. His son's coaching the Falcons. They, they could use his help, I think. And I guess we'll see what the numbers look like. But the numbers are the numbers, is what you're saying. <laughs> I don't have a lot, I guess, is what well, I would yeah, say. We, here's, here, here's something that David can help us. Tell me. Blackstone writes off a big piece of property in Vegas, right? Yes. But Blackstone's probably the only outfit that I know that is savvy enough to get in very quickly and look at these loan books and make some decisions. Would they ever do that? On what? First Republic. They could do it. They're that smart. I think uh, I think there's a there's a perception issue. If first of all, the perception no, that if you're no, smart no, no. you can't do it. If first you're rich, all, you can't do that's it. Not, we're not at that point where that becomes an issue. Why is there's that? a potential buyer for First Republic. They may want to listen. Right. The government well, may want to. Well, the reason I posit that is we all have role. this new perception that no regional bank is smart enough to know how to look at this. You know that. That's what behind the scenes people are saying. They're not smart enough. That's what they're saying. Right. Is anyone smarter than John Gray and his team in terms of figuring out what a loan book's worth? Oh, they, they probably have a very good sense for that. Are As do any number of other. Are they working this week? I don't know. Could you make a call? To I've a made a lot of calls, and I don't know. Why do we keep putting up these banks like they're on the do not resuscitate list? <laughs> DNR, David. It's, you know, it's this funny, is the DNR list. It's funny you say that because yesterday the JPM desk wrote that ex-financials the desk is eerily quiet. Neither the shorts nor the longs want to press too hard. Um, Thirty-eight sixty feels like a win for the longs for the week. Would you well, go along with that? I would not. As the late great Jim Fish said about gold, you short this market, and I hope you give me an invitation to your funeral. Your funeral. You wrote that. Yes, uh, and I think that this hours. is a dangerous short market just because of what you just said. If nobody's doing anything. And we get like an ounce of good news. That could ignite something. Now, I'm not saying that we need the ounce of good news. We don't have that now. Uh, but we do have every single indicator that I have for deflation flashing. Yes, we're deflating, deflating, deflating at a time when the Fed is going to have to raise rates because they want to show that they're tough. Jay Palace has show he's tough. He's raised rates faster than any, any human in history. And now he has to show he's tough. What is he like? Clint Eastwood? In Magnum Force? Most powerful handgun in the world. How about the police force within a police force, not unlike Brazil in the 30s? Um, to Jim's point, import prices down 1-1 year on year. I mean, that's deflation. We've talked about oil, uh, lowest since December. Devin below 45 yeah, today. Yeah, well, look at that. There, Devin, Rick Moncrief. Now, he did blow the quarter, and that really blew a hole in my chapel trust, which I was not happy about. But the um, oil is What? Oil was sticky for the airlines, and that's one of the reasons. What is that saying about the global economy? Thank you, David. That's what I've been trying to focus on. Oxy can is eking out a small gain on this Buffett uh, stake. I know, but Mike Mike Worth on Chevron probably is he buying back every share or what? Put that up and the and the and the two-year bond, and it's just like what is? It's been quite a week. This is my focus: is that the deflation is happening so quickly that like what the ECB? I mean. They would know what hit them if a two by two by four hit those guys. But you know, our Fed is smart. They actually do a lot, huge amount of work. And I don't know what they're going to find that is up. I mean, what's up since the last meeting? What food stuff is up? Uh, I, this is a crucial moment because I think everyone is seeing 
prices have flattened or gone down, except for for airline tickets. But if you go back to what United said, mm-hmm. I think you would even question whether airline tickets come in. Find me something that is up more than it was last month. Even Lennar did not give you a high sign that housing's going down. Yeah, uh, you know, housing's going. I, I think this is a crucial moment where the Fed can declare victory for once. It's winning in every single front. Why not declare victory and go home? A W is a W. Uh, we'll take a break here. Quick reminder, you can always get in on the CNBC Investing Club with Jim. You can sign up and find out more at cnbc.com slash join the club, or you can use the QR code on your screen. It takes you right there. So S&P down about 20, uh, holding 38.72. And as we said, Treasuries, despite the ECB moving 50 today, uh, yields pretty much lower across the board uh, with the two-year uh, back below 394. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Lagarde is live uh, and on the tape saying that uh, the ECB is monitoring market tension, but uh, explaining the 50 basis point move today says that inflation is projected to remain too high for too long and that a lot of the ECB forecasts were finalized in early March. We'll watch that. Dow's down 250. Stop trading with Jim is up next. It's time for Jim and stop trading. The morassity is where the fact that Credit Suisse doesn't actually make money, which is an issue, and the idea that Williams-Sonoma and Signet both reported good numbers, but we can't focus on them. I want to talk about Square for a second. Mizuho recommends it. The reason they do that is because they're the next to pivot to profitability. The pivot to profitability is still working in the NASDAQ world, and I'm going to have Okta on tonight to demonstrate what happens when you pivot. Uh, yeah, their point is that this could actually be an everything app, maybe, one day. Uh, I think so, and I think that people have to recognize that the NASDAQ continues to have positives. So you can focus on the banks, or you can take a look at what's happening in the NASDAQ, and I think the NASDAQ is the leader in this deflationary world. As Jim says it, uh, trying to get back to the flat line, NASDAQ only down a couple of points. Yeah, and I think that we have to recognize that Meta is the leader because it showed you that you can cut out $7 billion, make $7 billion if you cut fire some people, Octa fired people. Actually, every company that has fired people, this is rather amazing, the NASDAQ, every, almost every single major tech company that's fired people, their stock's higher. Jim, we'll see you tonight. Yeah, this could show. Another I important the, thing. I love yeah. the bagpipes, David. Keep working. Just keep working. William Snow, I had a good quarter. I know you helped restoration of hardware, which is all rage. That's mad money. 6 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, Dow down 170. S&P leaders are going to include, as Jim says, Intel, AMD, Adobe. We're back in a couple of minutes. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.